The following is a Pod Beard production. From the deepest bowels of your imagination. Actually, he's from Canada there, bud. From the famed Hotter Show Studios, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are on audio here today on episode 204 of The Hotter Show. I hope you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Thanks so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. I've got a fun episode for you here today, guys, as I try to do every single week here on The Hotter Show, as I am bringing you guys some of the cringiest breakup stories on Reddit. What does that mean? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out in just a moment here. Before we get into that, though, I want to first off apologize because I do have a bit of a cold. So you may have some <laughs> happening in this episode. I tried to cut as much out as I could, but I do apologize because there's going to be a little bit of that going on. I don't like to, uh, you know, when I am when I just have a cold, I don't like to not do a podcast or whatever. So I'm hoping my voice is not too annoying. I think it was just acceptable enough for me to get through a full podcast without having too many uh, random snot noises or ugh, anything like that. I do apologize, though. And, uh, of course, I want to thank everybody for their support last week as I did kind of my first real serious kind of vlog-style video. A lot of people had some very kind things to say about it, so I do sincerely appreciate it. Thank you very much. I will be doing more video content in the future. Don't know what it's going to be. Probably not a lot of vlog type stuff, or probably a lot of vlog stuff, I should say, not not a lot of, and different stuff, I've had some random ideas, some people have said we'd love to see you do some reaction type stuff, which I think some reaction videos are lame, if I was to do anything, it'd be like to music probably, or like, try not to laugh watching like, videos I think are actually like, interesting and stuff like that, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but before I go any further and we jump into the episode, I want to make sure everyone is well aware of the fact that The Harder Show now has a brand new sponsor. If you guys are maybe tuning into my show for the first time, it is still brand new. Or if you guys have only been listening for a little while, brand new sponsor, Seat Giant. Now, if you guys are not aware of who Seat Giant are, basically they are a ticket selling website that is available in both American and Canadian currency. It's .ca or .com. So that's seatgiant.ca or .com. Go on there. They have tickets for every type of event you could need, concerts, sporting events, theater events, family events, whatever you need. You go on there, find the ticket you want. They have a great kind of like glowing light-up map to show you where exactly the ticket is and where exactly your seat is. All the different prices are there. Very competitive pricing. You go on there. Use the coupon code POD. Beard. That's P O D B E A R D. Pod Beard, all lowercase. And you'll save yourself a little something at checkout. And not only that, but Seat Giant has a full money back guarantee if there are any issues with your ticket or if the event is canceled. So don't waste your time with any other ticket selling website. Go on Seat Giant right now. And if you do go on there and get yourself a ticket, be sure to tweet me or Instagram me or Facebook me or whatever. Let me know because I would I do want to make sure to let Seat Giant know that people are enjoying themselves at the events for the tickets they are providing. They're great, great people. They really genuinely are. All you have to do is go on their social medias and see they're very interactive and they're just great people. So very, very excited and very happy to be partnering with them. Now, that out of the way, we're ready to roll this podcast here today. Let's get into it. Gang. So we are talking today on the show about some of the cringiest breakup stories on Reddit. Now, 
what I have done is I have scoured the interwebs through different websites or Reddit itself and have picked a few stories ranging from very kind of short ones that I think are just just cringy as hell that I'm going to tell you guys and then kind of dissect in my own way and kind of give my spin on it. And I've done something like this before. If you guys have never listened to the show before or if you maybe haven't been listening to the show very long, as I know I do have a few new listeners uh, who have joined us the last, I'd say, a couple months or so. So, by the way, welcome to something that isn't an interview or music related for the show. If this is your first time listening to a solo podcast from myself. And what I do is I do these Hardest Show Breakup Specials. And I've done about three of them. And it had been a while since I'd done one. And someone had actually said to me the other day, as I was talking about, I was talking about something to do with relationships. And they're like, oh man, like when was the last time you did a, a relationship type episode of The Harder Show? And I was like, man, it's been a while because he had not heard one. That's how long it had been. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do one up. So you know who you are, who this episode's kind of for. So shouts to you, sir. This is for you. But so with this kind of list I have compiled, they each have kind of a title, so to speak, and then I'm going to give you the gist of it, and of course give out uh, the usernames, the Reddit user's name, just to make sure I am giving them credit for the tale, because whenever you are, you know, kind of using someone else's story, you always want to make sure you give them credit, unless, of course, when I do my breakup specials where I do keep it anonymous unless they want me to use their name, because these people have it on Reddit, I'm, I'm sure they do not care. I did actually contact quite a few of them. And I did not hear back, so I I just have to uh, hope that they are okay with it, which I don't usually like to do, but whatever, we're rolling with it, we're going to have a good time. So, the very first story that I have here for you guys in this uh, list of cringy breakup stories is, uh, it's an interesting one, and it is entitled, She's Due to Get Married This Summer. Oh boy. So, Reddit user, just name him Pickle, Pickle, it's P-I-C-H-A-E-L, I'm assuming it's Pickle, just name him Pickle, so shout out to him, <clears throat> dated a girl for about two years, lived together for one, proposed, had a year-long engagement, then a huge wedding, wedding ring cost around 4K, good lord, anyway, Two months to the day after the wedding, she said that she wasn't the marrying type and wanted a divorce. Kept the ring, though. The kicker, she's due to get married this summer. Wow. Okay, so... So... Listen, um, when you date someone for about three years, give or take, okay? I, I think this guy did everything right. He really did, you know? He, he dated someone for two years. You live together for at least one. That's something that I stress so much when it comes to marriage and stuff like that. Like, man, you don't truly know someone until you live together, okay? This is actually something I was talking about the other day when... I was kind of talking about relationships with this with this friend of mine, you know, where I said, my man, like, you don't really truly know your significant other until you're living in the same space as them. 
and you know smelling their farts on the daily and selling their body odors on the daily and dealing with their little nuances and you know using the washroom after them using the shower after them cooking for them they're cooking for you they're cleaning up your mess you know you're cleaning up their mess you're dealing with their friends on a more regular basis little things like that you don't truly know someone so you know after about a year of just living together for that full year I, I really feel like if at the end of that year you're like you know what I'm still head over heels for this person then okay I think that's acceptable I would say at least maybe two but uh, that's just me personally it took me seven years close to my uh, my wonderful girlfriend so you know maybe some people just aren't as uh you know well what's the word careful as I was, even though I wanted to post her like, you know, two years in, three years in, I just, I waited for whatever reason. That's another story for another time. And, you know, this poor guy to uh, spend four grand on a wedding ring, which some people might be like, oh, that's not even a lot of money. No, four grand's a lot of money, okay? As someone who bought an engagement ring and a wedding ring at the same time, I got a deal on it and mine wasn't that much. And I still paid a pretty hefty sum for mine. And, that's a lot of money. Then two months to the day later, she says she isn't the marrying type and wanted a divorce. Catch the ring. There's no way. There's no way I'd be letting her keep that ring. I'd be like, you can go fuck yourself. I'm taking the ring. I would literally rip that ring straight off her finger. Not rip her finger off. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. But I would take that ring right off her finger and go pawn it immediately and go buy myself a bunch of guitars or recording gear or something. Okay, right away is the first thing I would do. I would walk in the freaking cash converters or pawn shop and just be like, my man, what can I get for this? And just spend that money immediately on things I want and beer and pizza straight up. But then that also being said, the fact that you know, she is now due to get married this summer as this was actually submit. This story was written. That's just, man, what the hell? So is this, is this chick just running around and like, you know, was she maybe married before and hid it from the guy? I don't know. This story kind of needs more context. I'd be curious. This guy was actually one of the ones that I hit up. So I'm curious if, uh, Maybe I will hear back from him. This was this was a while ago, so I don't think I'll hear back from him at this point. It was a pretty it's a pretty old story. It's from 2018, but uh, I would love to hear more context of this because I, I feel like there must be more to this or something. Just for her to say she wasn't the marrying type, kept the ring, probably got a good sum of money as well. Unfortunately, if I had to make a guess, that's just that sucks for that that guy. So uh, you know, quick moment of silence for my boy. Uh, just name him Michael. All right, moving on. <laughs> so the next story is uh, one that some people uh, could probably relate to something along these lines. A day later, I got a brief breakup text. A day later, I got a brief breakup text from Reddit user Don't Bite Lee. That's Don't Bite Lee. We dated for about four months. Really intense connection. Texting every day, talking on the phone, usually twice a week. But physically, things are going slow. One night, I admit to him that I'm a virgin. And a few weeks later, we have sex. The next day, I leave on a long weekend vacation, and he knows I like my space. <laughs> 
so I don't hear from him. We have set plans for when I return, so no worries. I return home and text him that I'm back. A day later, I get a brief breakup text. It's not working out. Sorry about the bad timing. What was the bad timing exactly? Aside from having my first time sex with me four days prior, it was my birthday. Good Lord. Okay, so there's a few things to kind of dissect in this. Number one, I'm assuming these people were young or just given the first blur of this, of this story, which was we dated for about four months, really intense connection, texting every day, talking on the phone, usually twice a week. Now, the reason I say that I find this type of thing is a little more common in younger people or people who don't have a lot of experience in relationships. They are more, um, what's the word? <sighs> Prone to a more intense infatuation with somebody. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But you do have to be very careful. As someone who, you know, has been known to do that in the past have a very intense infatuation with someone very quickly. I wouldn't say I used to fall in love too quickly or anything like that at all, not even remotely, but I would be like, this person is the coolest person in the world. And then it'd be like, oh, wait, never mind, they suck. So, you know, physically things are going slow. It seems to me like, unfortunately, this guy knew exactly what he was doing, uh, which just absolutely sucks. Maybe at first he wasn't, planning to you know take her virginity and then leave her because that's a really crappy thing to do that's a really scumbag move okay because when it comes to some people may not see it as a big deal and i know this is you know it's 2019 you know people don't see things in that way as much anymore stuff like you know sex and that is not as big of a deal as it once was and i completely understand that but that also being said for there's still a lot of people out there that you know they're Virginity in that is a big deal to them. It very much is. And I, I completely 100% respect that. So the fact that this poor girl, you know, she may have been holding on to that for a while and then she gave it up. And unfortunately, this guy, he, either he was like, yeah, I, I win. And then was like, screw this. Or he was maybe he was like, no, nah, I want someone who's more experienced. I don't know. But that was a really shitty thing to do. Especially because it was on her birthday and she got back from vacation. Like, at least text her, like, on maybe, I mean, in one regard, at least he didn't text her as she was leaving for vacation or while she was on vacation. I feel like that would be worse. I'm not sure why. I just feel in my gut that would be way worse to get that news then. But still a really shitty thing to do with no explanation. Screw that guy. He's a loser. So, yeah. Again, that was a, a little story from Don't Bite Lee absolutely crappy situation to find yourself in for sure now this next one folks makes me very angry okay just because of the title and oh my god it makes me very angry just because of the title this story is called he took the dog from reddit user Emney, E-M-M-N-Y. He got drunk after a 5K on St. Patrick's Day. Left five minutes before I got there to walk home. He was apparently blackout drunk by this point. On the way home, he, 
for whatever reason, decided to stop at a lawyer's office and break in. He caused over $30,000 worth of damage and threatened the police officers with a printer, or the arresting officers, excuse me, with a printer. He was convicted of a felony, dishonorably discharged from the military, and I supported him through it all because I loved him. And he decided to move back home since his since he wanted to, his mom to support him financially, broke up with me, and less than a month later was dating a high school girl. Oh, and he took the dog we got together and that I had helped pay for and train. There was nothing I could do because he had gotten the dog microchipped in his name. What a piece of shit. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, my heart breaks right now for this person just because of the ending. What a piece of shit. Okay, so ladies, ladies, listen. This is 2019, okay? You are all strong. You can do whatever you want. You can be with whoever you want, okay? But for the love of God, if you are with a man who clearly has some issues like this guy clearly had to get dishonorably just discharged from the military okay you gotta have some there's something going on there okay there just there's gotta be something going on and if he is convicted of a felony for the reason that he was again there's gotta be something going on here it sounds like this guy probably could have used some help in some ways and it's okay to still care for this person and love this person okay and support them through it but make them get some help because it sounds like that could have seriously helped this guy. And then, you know, he moves back home and then his mom supports him financially. That's just a piece of shit move to running back home to mommy. And then starting to date a high school girl, you know, young girl who doesn't know any better. Ooh, an older guy who's got a, a, you know, a freaking felony and was in the military. Ooh, what a badass. It's like, man... What the hell? You see something like this happen, and it just breaks my heart. It's like, man, like, this poor woman has been through so much bullshit with this guy and hurt, I'm sure, beyond, you know, beyond reason. And then to lose basically her child, as far as I'm concerned, is, uh, that sucks. That is just absolutely brutal. And uh, I don't have much else to say, but just people. Yeah, it goes for guys as well. My boys, listen. If you're with someone who is bad news, okay, it is okay to stay with them and try and get them some help. But if they do not accept the help or they do not want the help, move on. It is never worth it. It doesn't matter how much you love someone. If they are bad for you, they will continue to be bad for you until they take from you whatever they want or they need and then they will will move on. That's all I got to say about that. So again, uh, that story was by a Reddit user, Emni. E-M-M-N-Y. So, this is a very short one. Um, and it, it, it's kind of, it's a cringy story. I wouldn't really say it's, you know, it is a too bad of a breakup story, but it's just a really cringy, very short story. We had very casually dated for two weeks, is the name of this tale. 
And it was by Reddit user Key Lime All the Time. All a time, excuse me. All a time. Key Lime All a Time. And it is, I quote, He cried and declared his love for me. After I said, This is too weird. Let's go back to being friends. We had very casually dated for two weeks. Okay, so um, two things. Number one, let's assume these two have been friends for a period of time. Okay, let's, for the sake of my argument in this, let's say they've been friends for even three or four months. Okay, let's just say they were casual friends for that long. Now, there is nothing in, it's not written anywhere, my, my people, okay, that you cannot fall in love with someone before you are dating. It happens all of the time, okay? I've never been in that situation, luckily, but it can happen where you fall in love with someone even though you're not technically, quote-unquote, supposed to or whatever. It happens, okay? Now, obviously, him declaring, crying and declaring his love for her two weeks into them casually dating, I can understand why it's weird, but this poor guy could have been in love with her for months, and, you know, they finally start kind of hanging out. They're kind of dating a little bit. And did he jump the gun? Yeah, of course he jumped the gun, you know. Regardless of how long you've been with someone, if you feel something that strongly for them, you should definitely tell this person. But you need to, to read the situation, okay? You need to be very careful with your feelings and throwing that word around because it sketches some people out as it did this person. And I don't blame her for this, but seeing it from the guy's point of view, as an emotional guy, okay, as an emotional freaking guy, okay, um, who has been on both ends of the spectrum, when I said, I love you, and, you know, said uh, maybe when I shouldn't have, and then have had it said to me, when I did not even remotely feel it back. And I was like, damn, this sucks. What do I do? I was not expecting this. <laughs> so I've actually been in a very similar situation where, you know, if someone declared their quote unquote love for me, which in reality, that wasn't the situation. It really wasn't. And we, we got to that point. But to have someone declare their love for you when you are not even remotely expecting it is a very, it's a crappy situation to find yourself in because you don't want, especially if you don't want to hurt the person, you know, in my situation, oh my God, I do not want to hurt this person. I, I felt like the biggest piece of crap, but like, it, you know, it wasn't my fault, but I just felt like such a piece of crap and it broke my heart to have to tell them like, I'm so sorry. Like, I love you like a friend. But, you know, like, I have a great deal of care for you, but, like, I don't, I don't feel that way about you, man. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. And, it, and it's unfortunate, and it, and it really does suck. But that being said, you have to think of the other person's feelings and try and spare their feelings. Just saying this is weird, let's go back to being friends. I don't agree with that. You know, key lime all the time. I, I, I would like maybe a little more context on the story, but to me, that... You know, is it cringy that he said it that early to you? Yes, but like I said, he could have been feeling this for you for a period of time. And sometimes men, especially, we cannot control ourselves when it comes to love. We just, 
We fire on all cylinders all the time. We can't help it. So it is what it is. But again, that was a story from Reddit user Key Lima all Key Lime all the time. I'm having so much damn trouble with your name. All right, moving on. Got got a little bit of a longer one this time here. This is entitled Love Sucks. And it is by Reddit user Maniacal Seahorse. That is Maniacal Seahorse. My first relationship lasted five years, during which my boyfriend explained that he needed to be with someone for five years before he knew it was going to last. He had mentioned multiple times that he would propose on our fifth anniversary. So the day comes around, he takes me to dinner, then to the location of our first kiss, where he proceeds to break up with me. A couple years later, I had been with a man for a few months. He proposed. It was quick, but I was head over heels. We got engaged, and a few weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. That bumped up our wedding plans. Got married, and two months later, I caught him in bed with a 19-year-old. Being pregnant, I was scared of being alone. Didn't know what to do. But after trying to work it work it out for a year, I divorced him. Love sucks. And I've been battling the mentality that it's not worth it. I'm hoping I'll find a man that makes it worth it. So far, no luck. My daughter is almost nine, and I have not found the one yet. That was from Maniacal Seahorse. That sucks. That's brutal. That's a two-parter. You know, that, that first part is just, that's, I don't, I, why waste someone's time like that? I don't understand. Why would you, you know, be with someone for that long if you were just planning on breaking up with them? Like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Why waste someone's time and your time, really? You know, like, that's a lot of time and effort and money and stuff to put into a relationship that you know isn't going to go anywhere. And then for him to take her to dinner and take her to the place where they first kissed to break up. What a piece of shit. Piece of shit. Oh my God. I can't fathom how much of a piece of crap that guy is. But then the second part, the guy opposing to her. I mean, that was just a classic case of a guy, you know, maybe being a little in over his head. He doesn't understand his feelings. He asked the girl to marry him. Then he realizes, oh, my God, I've made a terrible mistake. I feel trapped. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? And then he lashes out and has sex with a 19-year-old. Doesn't make it right, but I assure you that's what happened. He got married and then was like, oh, no, what have I done? I'm no longer a free bachelor. Ah, I'm going to go sleep with someone else. Ah, oh, no, I've made a terrible mistake. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it happens, okay? Happens all the time. That's why most men cheat. And it doesn't make it right. Okay, they're still pieces of shit, but that's just the reality of the situation. You know, for you, Maniacal Seahorse, I do sincerely hope you find your person. I'm glad that uh, it's clear that you've kind of made your daughter the most important person in your life. So I do applaud that because some people, when they have children and they are single, can't seem to quite figure that part out. You know, there's people I see in life that their main focus is still trying to find someone. When they have someone who is relying on them and they don't have a choice, they have to rely on you. They have to, hey, you have to, they need you to love them and focus on them. So kudos to you for making that a thing. And those of you who, 
don't make you know your children their main you're the main focus in your life figure it out that's another story for another time now before i move on i'm going to take a quick second here and pass things over to my man mr jason reese from jaybird digital arts and i'll talk to you guys in a minute it's your guy jaybird here from jaybird digital arts reminding you to tune into the hotter show podcast hell Tune into all of the Podbeard Network shows, and not just because they support Jaybird, but because they're good. And I'll give you a discount on design work if you do. Be that deal. I dare ya. All right, we're back with some more cringy Reddit breakup stories. And this one we have is called, He Had Packed Up All His Stuff by Reddit user Your Story Now. We were constantly breaking up and getting back together for the three years we dated. Red flag. The worst breakup was when he texted me unexpectedly. I can't do this anymore. I called him and he wouldn't pick up the phone. So I drove over to his place. That's when I realized he had packed up all his stuff and started the thousand mile drive back to our home state when he texted me. Okay, so let me hang on. Let me get this straight. Okay, yeah, no, I got it. So again, folks, it's 2019 as I record this podcast. Okay, people need to be in life for themselves. Okay, to a point, obviously. Do what makes you happy. Be with what someone who makes you happy. Be with someone who treats you well. Be with someone who is good for you, okay? You should be with someone who they make the things about you that are good better. They help make the things about you that maybe aren't so good, good. Or at least they will try to help make you better in that regard. Basically, just be with someone who makes you a better person. That's what I have done. And... It is super important. If you are with someone and you constantly are breaking up and getting back together, for God's sakes, just stop. Okay? Like, holy shit, I can't stand when people do that. Oh, I love that. No, you don't. Okay? You love the idea of being in a relationship and you are fighting for something that is not going to last. Okay? A little bit of hard truth. Okay? Those relationships don't last. And if they do last and you, you know, say you have a couple good years, then you get married and you have kids, guess what's going to happen? Eventually, that's going to come back around. I don't know when, but at some point in your lives, that's going to come back around. Straight up. Happens all the time. Literally, anyone in my life who's been in a situation where they constantly break up and get back together with someone, they are no longer with them. Doesn't matter how long they were for. So in my experiences, that is what is going to happen. Or someone who threatens to break up a lot and stuff like that. Just don't do it. Okay? Just don't. As much as I do feel for you, uh, your story now, don't be with someone like that. Okay? As much as it sucks that he just was like, yo, I'm out. Peace. That, that's unfortunate. I, I I don't get people who can do that. You know, just uproot themselves and go, you know, <laughs> go crazy like that. But uh, don't be with someone like that. Okay? You deserve better than that, your story now. Okay? So... Hopefully you learn from that little uh, that little debacle, if you will. Now, the next story I have is entitled, I Became the Hysterical Crying Girl from Reddit user, I'm probably going to butcher this, Peregrine. It's P-E-R-E-G-R-I-N. 
N-E. Something like that. Uh, Pergine? Pergine? I don't know. I'm just going to move on. My first relationship, which was my worst, I shared all my firsts with my boyfriend and invested a lot of my identity in him. We were together for two years or so, and it took me nearly two more years before I felt comfortable moving on. I became the hysterical crying girl in high school. You don't want to be that girl. Ah, homecoming. What a nice time. Oh, wait, you missed your ex. You better go cry in the bathroom. Oh, boy, it's your birthday, and you're an Oktoberfest with your friends. Nope, gotta be sad about all the couples around you and go cry under a tree. Want to see a movie? Sure thing. Just need to step outside the theater and cry for some ridiculous reason related to your ex. I've had really awful breakups since, but that first one bothered me for so long, I don't think I'd ever be happy or fall in love again. Now, okay, we're going to get real here for a second. Okay, we're going to get really real because I'm going to talk about something that I can kind of relate to this story a little bit. Now, it's okay to be, you know, the hysterical crying girl. Okay, it, it is okay. That is okay. It is okay to show your emotions. Okay, it's okay to be the hysterically crying guy. Okay, it is more than okay to show your emotions. You should not let anyone affect your life for two years in that way. You just shouldn't, you know. I think a couple months. I think about a month for every year you're with the person. I think it's acceptable. You're with the person for like 10 years and it takes you like a year to get over them fully. I think that's acceptable. Okay, that's fine. But if you're with someone for two years and it takes you like two, three months, maybe even four months, I think that's okay. But like for God's sakes, don't let someone have that kind of power over you. You know, that's why I always do say to people, you know, it is important to still have an identity, you know, not entangled with your significant other. For example... A lot of who I am is entangled with Sam, obviously. She's you know, my future wife, and we've been together for seven years. So in our situation, I think that's more than okay. But I do have things about me that are separate from her that I, quote-unquote, can identify with, you know. And I still think that is important for us to have things about about, about ourselves that aren't so wrapped up in someone else. I just think that everyone needs their own identity. You know, I do not identify as strictly as, you know, Sam's fiance. It is my favorite thing about myself, if I'm being honest, you know, but it's not like that's all I am and that's all I have. There are things about me that, you know, I see as other things. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a son, I'm a brother, I'm a friend, I'm a, you know, podcaster, I have my, my brand ambassador for beard stuff, you know, and that's other parts of who I am. Still, my favorite part is who I am when I'm with Sam, of course, and who I am to her, but I have other things. As, you know, Sam does not strictly identify herself as my fiance, and that is it. <laughs> like, so you want to be careful with that, but obviously when you're when you're young and in high school, that's, it's, it's, it's a little different. You know, I can understand why you were, you know, the crying girl in high school. I totally understand that. The first breakup's always the hardest. I know my first breakup was uh, particularly interesting because I was older. I did not get into my first, and I apologize if you heard me tell this story before. I haven't told it in a very long time on the podcast since the first breakup special, I think, which was like almost two years ago now, I think. But um, basically, very, very brief, brief version of it. 
when I broke up, or when I was broken up with, I should say, with my ex, um, when I was dumped, I, I was very upset about it. And, you know, we had only dated for a couple months, a few months. So it was not, you know, a big deal. But it was my first relationship, my first real relationship. I got very infatuated very quickly. And, you know, I was, quote unquote, in love. And I say that because... You know, in, in reality, when I met Sam, I was like, whoa, I thought I knew what love was, but this is a whole other thing. What the hell is going on? So it, it's different levels of it, I guess, if you will. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I didn't love that person. Because that's really childish. But I just think that it's different levels of infatuation is the best way to put it. But, but anyway, I'm getting off topic. But, you know, it took me about a month to kind of fully get to the point where I was like, okay, I feel like the thought of me going on another date doesn't fill me with this sadness. I was like, okay, like maybe, you know, maybe I feel, I think I feel better. You know, and my breakup story is still pretty fucking hilarious. Basically, the very quick version, I got dumped at a ghost station when I thought I was going to Toronto with my ex. Um, I laugh about it now, but at the time it was not very fun for me to have basically a little breakdown in front of hundreds and th- possibly even thousands of people in a parking lot at the go station, which is the train station. That was pretty funny now to look back on, you know, but uh, there's, there's more to that story as well, but about a month, it took me about a month to kind of fully get over. And I mean, I was hysterical. I was inconsolable for that month, pretty much, you know, there was no, I was in a very dark place and, oh man, um, oh, I'm never going to feel again. Oh, sitting there listening to like, fucking, <laughs> oh, this like super, depressing music and that and just oh I was I was just done in and that's actually when I discovered my love of metal actually that helped me get over that and then you know there was a little more to that story in which we something happened and I thought we were gonna get back together and all these feelings flooded back and then it very abruptly ended again and I was kind of I guess a little tiny bit let on or whatever I guess if you want to say uh so I kind of went through it again and it took me kind of, again, another month or two to kind of really get to the point where I was like, yo, I feel ready to go on a date. And then it just so happens that uh, I met Sam and the rest is history. <laughs> so sometimes in your darkest spots or when you get over your darkest spots, you can meet that special someone. At least that's how it worked for me. So all stories have a silver lining. Everything happens for a reason. I'm very happy to have gone through the experiences I have and all that fun stuff. I hold no animosity towards anybody. I really don't. I wish them all the best in their life. Now, moving on, (laughs) because I went off on a bit of a tangent there, but I think that's fun to do things like this, you know, when you're doing uh, something where we're talking about like breakups and stuff like that, I always like to throw in some personal experiences if I can. So that was my personal experience for that situation. Now, the next story I have here for you is they gave him an ultimatum, me or their money. Oh man, I just know this is not going to end well. This is from Reddit user The Joyful Noise. Uprooted and moved across the country with the guy. Realize after the fact just how dependent he was on his parents for everything. They basically controlled his life because he didn't have a real job and lived off their money. He spent ridiculous amounts of cash on stupid stuff like his train 
modeling hobby, but they somehow blamed me for all of his failures instead of him. Despite, despite me landing freelance work, then a full-time job within three months of quitting my job and moving with no job prospects. He came home from a trip to see them two days before New Year's Eve and told me they gave him an ultimatum. Me or their money. He chose the money. I had to live in the apartment for another two months sleeping on the sofa bed while he moved another girl in. Ugh. My fuck buddy and I broke his couch though, so it wasn't all bad in the end. Good for you! Atta girl. Man, okay, so two things. Uh, number one, be careful with people who spend ridiculous amounts of money on, on stupid stuff. Like, it is okay. Listen, okay, three things actually. Number one, it is okay to have a hobby that you love. It is That is more than okay. I mean, for God's sakes, train modeling is a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty good hobby actually for your guy to have because I mean, at least he's not like, you know, out in the forest risking getting shot by accident or he's on a, a, a dirt bike risk, technically risking his, his life or his neck or whatever. Or, you know, he doesn't like jumping out of planes or he's like doing drugs or something. Yeah, there's there's definitely way worse hobbies a person can have. But I know that is a very expensive hobby as well. So I do understand their point of view. But if you're you find yourself with someone who is in that kind of situation where like, they don't really have a job. They live off their parents' money. And if it's like, oh, we're going to move across the country and like, we're going to make it. We're going to, I'm going to get a job and, and you're going to find a job too. Like that's just a bad situation to find yourselves in. Okay. Don't do that. I can't believe I have to say this. Do not do that. It is a very bad, bad idea. Say it from the back. Okay. Bad idea. Don't do that. And then, you know, for him to choose the money, I mean, that's. That's really crappy. You know, if I was given that op situation right now, what was like, hey, we'll, we'll make sure you never have to want for anything in your life, but you have to leave Sam. Guess what? I don't care. I would stay with Sam straight up. If you were like, TJ, we'll give you $10 million to break up with Sam. I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. There's no fucking way that would happen. And some people might be like, uh, you say that now, but like, uh, what if the money was directly in front of you? Well, actually, sorry, that's not my troll voice. Hang on. <clears throat> You stay there now, but what if the money was in front of you? You're such a lawyer. That's my troll voice, by the way. Just all the all the YouTube trolls. You guys complete me. I had my first YouTube troll the other day, and it was a really fun situation. But then he deleted his comment, and I was so bummed out. I was getting ready to share it with you guys because it was a really funny comment. He he was talking shit about me, and I thought it was really funny. He was talking shit about my hair, actually, and uh, I was—I I thought it was hilarious. I can't remember what he said. Something about like I looked like I was—it um, looked like I had really shitty white guy dreadlocks or something, but only at the back of my head. It was really funny, and I—I I really wanted to share it, but he deleted it because I think because I—I praised him in the comment. I was like, "Dude, that's hilarious! Thank you so much for sharing that." Like, I'm gonna share this with everybody, and then he deleted. It. I was like, "What the hell?" Anyway, I'm getting way off topic here. That's a shitty situation to find yourself in. You know, your person choosing money over you. That sucks. Um, but her to get her revenge by breaking the sofa with her fuck buddy. That that just makes me, that makes me happy. I feel like she got a comeuppance in the end. So good for you, the joyful noise.
Good for you. Now we have another short one here, but uh, you know, it's it's still it's still just a solid one. It is called "He Would Turn Up at My Place Randomly for a Year" by Lizzie Dane. I broke up with him. He cried, wouldn't leave, proposed, then would turn up at my place randomly for a year, asking me to marry him slash suck his dick. So I'm wondering how that works. You know, you get broken up with, you're upset, you show up at your ex's place for a year, maybe, you know, you're confessing your love to them. You know, you're like, I love you. Please marry me. I love you so much. I'm so sorry. I've changed. Please marry me. By the way, can you suck my dick real quick? How does it go from that to that? I don't, I don't understand that. I don't get it. I can see. I'm assuming, I'm assuming he was drunk. I don't know. But like that, that part doesn't make any sense to me. That last part, the whole suck my dick thing. I, I don't understand that. I, if you were to show up just asking that, okay. Or if you were to show up just asking for the marriage thing, okay. But to show up and say, will you marry me? And then her saying no. And then him like, okay, well, you at least suck my dick. That doesn't, that, I wash my hands of that one, folks. That just doesn't make any sense to me. So again, maybe some more context would make things uh, a little more clear. But to me, that sounds like maybe a restraining order needs to be put in place or something. I don't know. That sounds a little sketchy. If my ex showed up from my place randomly for a year asking me to marry them or suck their dick i'd be like k after that happened for like a couple months i'd be like yo you need to get the fuck out of my life and stay there that's just my opinion though all right so the next one we have here is i'm trying to dodge him without hurting his feelings oh see i i my my plan with this was to make sure i don't say anything negative about the reddit users but uh Thursday underscore the underscore cat. Um, just judging by the title of this, I don't know. I don't know. This guy, let's just let's read and I'll shave. I'll save my judgments for the end. So I had this fling with a guy. I told him on numerous occasions that he and I were not an item. Red flag. After he asked me out to dinner as friends, only to go to this really nice restaurant, I told him we needed to cool it. He agreed and cool it. We did. We still talked. We had classes and had the same friend circle. I thought all was well. Flash forward a couple months in, He's still trying to hang out with me alone, take me on dates, and I'm trying to dodge him without hurting his feelings and telling him I'm just not interested in him in that way. Then another classmate in different classes asked me out. It was just dinner at first, but I found I really liked this dude. At the end of our third date, a month after the first, I have to tell the fling guy that he needs to back off because I want to pursue a relationship with this new guy. He says he understands. I think all is well. Then, right before the semester is over, I'm leaving my apartment early in the morning to go take my last final of the semester. 
And on my front doorstep is a gift bag with a crop picture of me and Fling Guy, a really sappy love sob letter, and a fancy ass necklace. I was horrified, called Fling Guy, and he refused to take back the necklace or the badly cropped picture of us. I haven't spoken to him since, and me and the guy who asked me out are out on a date are still together three and a half years later. Okay, so I'm glad I didn't say anything. I apologize for what I said earlier. Okay, so let me let me let me say this real quick. Um I am not a firm believer in flings and you know agreements to be sex buddies and stuff like that, straight up. Especially if you we're friends first, or you have some of the same friend group. If you want to have a agreement with another, you know, consenting adult to have sex on the regular, and you do not see each other any, any other ways, I think that's fine. Okay. We're all adults here. But if you see this person every day at school and you hang out with the same people, like just, it's not going to work one of you is going to fall for the other person that's just how it happens for god's sakes they made a fucking movie about it they've made multiple movies about it okay people we do not we should not have to be having this conversation at this point in time but i mean that's just you know at the end of the day, that's my opinion you guys are more than allowed to do whatever you want but you know having a flinger uh you know a, a fuck buddies situation with someone who you are have a prior relationship with to me it just it just doesn't work but that you know it, it, it works sometimes from what i've seen in my life it does not work well that's just my opinion i guess so trying to dodge him without hurting his feelings that whole thing what i was saying earlier um i get it i think that she did everything that she could or they i should say um so you know I do understand, but it's like, man, how, how do you, what do you do in that situation where you're telling the person like, yo, like you need to relax, you need to chill out. And then they're just not hearing it. You know, that's, uh, that's bad. That's really bad. I would have taken the picture and the, and the letter and the necklace and probably just given it back to the person and been like, yo, like Stop just stop but if they already did that what are you gonna do so yeah in that situation i completely understand why they did what they did so i i do completely completely understand i very much do actually and again that was reddit user thursday underscore the underscore cat who shared that story okay so we have a last story here that I have for you guys. And it is definitely a very interesting one. And it is entitled, He took me to a relationship to try and mend the relationship. Try to mend the relationship. So I, uh, you know, I'm sure that this is... (laughs) Uh, Oh boy. And this is by, and I apologize if I butcher this name, uh, Bartok the Bat, B-A-R-T-O-K, the Bat. One guy broke up with me 
after he'd been cheating on me for six months. He took me to a restaurant to try and mend the relationship. Oh, man. I was hospitalized with food poisoning a day later. The day after that I woke up at 6 a.m., still in the hospital, to a text that said, I just don't want to be your boyfriend. He then called himself my best friend and phoned me at 6 p.m. that night to see how I was coping with the breakup. Asshole. What an asshole. Holy crap. One guy got his ex-girlfriend, who was now his fiance, to break up with me for him. Wow. Another spent the day with me, was really lovely and sweet, talked about how much he enjoyed spending time with me, but 20 minutes after he left, he texted me, being your boyfriend is too weird, we have too much history as friends. Thankfully, I'm now in a relationship with someone who doesn't have the emotional age of a 16-year-old. So that was kind of a couple stories thrown in there from Power Talk of the Bat. Thank you for sharing those. You know, okay, so I guess I'll, I'll jump into each of these. So a guy who was cheating on you and broke up with you and the whole food poisoning and that, that that's just a, what a piece of shit. That, that, there's no other way to say that. I literally would have been like, yo, you are like, I, oh man, I would have, I would have, I would have busted that guy's nutsack with a bat. Just wham, <laughs> done. Um, guy who got his girlfriend, who was now his fiance to break up. That's just, how could you do that to another, another person? Okay. If you're, if you, how could you do that to another girl? I mean, gir- okay, listen, sometimes ladies, y'all can be a little, uh, little, uh, little cutthroat. Okay. A little cutthroat and guys can be too, but, uh, you know, to, to break up with your fling's girlfriend so you can, you know, then get together with this guy again. I don't know. That's just really sketchy. That's a real piece of shit move. I don't know. If you help this person break up with them, I think that's acceptable. Like if you like help them with what to say and how to say it, I think that's okay. Some people have a really hard time with breakups. And if you're not happy with someone, you should not stay with them. Let's just get that out of the way. But you don't be a piece of shit about it. And then of course the uh, the guy who spent the day with her being all lovely and stuff to them be like, being your boyfriend is weird. We have too much history as friends. Again, I understand this guy's point of view. If things get too weird for you and you're like, man... Like, we have too much history. I can't help but see them as just my friend. You know, that's okay. That is acceptable. What is not acceptable is leaving that, leading that person on in that way. That is a piece of shit move. So again, I'm very happy that uh, our friend uh, Bartok the Bat here is now in relationship with someone who is not, does not have the emotional age of a 16-year-old. That's very good. So kudos to you. Kudos to all these people for sharing their stories. You know, I had a good time reading them out. I hope you guys did as well and hearing my point of view and some some stories on my end. I do enjoy doing these. I think they're fun when I kind of give you guys a look into other people's situations. You know, when I did the, the second breakup special that I did, I actually had someone message me who was like, I just actually went through a breakup and I felt really upset about it. But after hearing other people's stories, he's like, I actually kind of feel better about it because I realized that mine wasn't as bad as I thought. And it actually made me feel better. And then they actually shared their story with me. 
So that was very cool. And if you're someone listening to this and you have a story you want to share with me, please, please, by all means, hit me up. You know, depending on how you listen to this podcast, you could potentially message me on there. You know, if you're listening on the YouTube or the SoundCloud, you can message me, comment, be like, hey, I got a story, and then I will hit you up, and we will connect, and maybe I'll share the story on my next breakup special, because I definitely am going to do another one where I, I share stories from my listeners. It's been a while since I've done one, but uh, I thought this was a really cool thing, the cringy Reddit breakup stories. I thought that was a really interesting idea, and you know, you can also hit me up, of course, on the social media. We have the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And hit me up and be like, yo, I got a story for you. And then I'll save it for when I do another breakup special. Or, you know, just subscribe to the show. And uh, if you listen to a couple of episodes and then maybe you feel a little more comfortable wanting to share, get to know me a little bit, that's cool too. I had someone who it took three, it took both episodes of the breakup special for them to feel comfortable enough to share their story. Because they were like, I really want to make sure you do it justice and that you don't judge me too harshly. And it was definitely not a situation like that. I was like, there's nothing to judge. Like, even if there was, I'm not, I, I have no right to judge anybody, you know? And that's why I do apologize when I said earlier about, um, um, I cannot recall the name off the top of my head now. Um, oh, Thursday, the cat, when I kind of, I started judging and I apologize. That, that was not right of me to do. It's 2019. We should not judge people by uh, a headline, you know, because a lot of problems with that nowadays in the world, but that's, that's, that's a whole other story. But either way, if you have a story you want to share with me, hit me up. You can also uh, contact me via the web at poppynetwork.com forward slash the hotter show. Uh, you can find all my links there, uh, the email, uh, the hotter show at gmail.com, or you can even contact me through the contact page on Podbeard Network's website, poppynetwork.com forward slash contact. While you're there, check out some of the other fantastic shows we have on the network. A lot of great shows. You know, my boy Josh over at Still Loading Podcast. You know, my boy, my boy, Stick, boy Stick, of course, who is, uh, he's been killing it lately. A lot of killer, killer videos, as well as uh, a not a podcast with his boy Stick stories. Uh, of course, my boy Dark Runner, one of my one of my best buds in the whole world. He's been killing it with the streaming. And as well as, of course, uh, Mike's and Beers, a great podcast I co-host with my friends Woody and Sam. Uh, always have a good time. We're going to be doing some recording for that this week. I'm very, very excited about that. And, uh, of course, Creeper Sleep, always killing it. You know, the Goon and Matt do a fantastic job. You should check them out. They've been just absolutely killing it lately. Absolutely killing it. And I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that they decided to make a comeback. And, you know, I spoke with the goon, actually. And I did say to him that the invite is always open for him to come on the show again for a more, maybe a, a little bit of a longer chat. We only had him for a few minutes last time before uh, Matt had to jump on. But, uh, you know, he's had some choice things to say about me, actually, lately on Creeper Sleep near the end there. And, and I'm not sure what I did to him. You know, I'm a big fan of the goons. Uh, and Matt can't quite get to the bottom of it either. He says he doesn't know why the goon has been kind of lashing out at me the last few episodes, but that's okay. You know, I still love you, goon. I, I, you know, maybe we can grab a beer and get to the bottom of, uh, of maybe why you're lashing out at me, but if not, that's okay too. And I would like to also officially say, as I end things off here today, that uh, two guys in the game, which is the podcast I did with my good friend, Mr. Casual Jones, who's still my friend. Okay. We will be doing episode 50 of Two Guys in a Game soon, very soon. 
a few people have asked me about it. They're like, what the hell is going on with two guys in a game? Are you guys going to start it back up? We know you're on hiatus, but like it's been a few months. What's going on? Let me just say life has been absolutely crazy for both of us. Um, we made the decision to go on hiatus because we didn't want to put out half-assed content because that's how it was going to be. So um, we will be doing episode 50, hopefully very, very soon. But you guys can probably expect episode 50, either late March, early April. And we will answer all the questions we've been asked and all that fun stuff. But uh, keep an eye there on the social medias because we will be doing something very soon. And again, one last time, be sure to hit that subscribe button regardless of how you're listening. If you're listening in on the YouTube, please know that I do have other video content. If you're listening to this right now on there, you see that it's just like a little sound bar or whatever. And I will be doing more video stuff as I've been enjoying it. A few people have said that they enjoy me doing the video stuff as well. Especially that sleep acting video. That was very different for me to do kind of a blog style video. So I had a lot of fun with that. And of course, when I do interviews and am able to record video, I will be as well like I did for my boy Frankie Wood when we had our little catch up a couple weeks ago. So if you want to check out me doing a video interview, be sure to go check that out. Hit the subscribe button, leave a like or dislike if you think it sucked. If you think this video sucked, leave a dislike, you know, comment. Let me know if you have a story you want to share or any other thoughts, and I will be sure to get back to you. And that's going to do it for me today, guys. Thank you so very much for tuning in, and I will catch you next time on The Hogger Show. Take it easy, guys.